Good morning to each one. And God bless each of you for coming out today. Um, let's start with a word of prayer here. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you this morning. We thank you, Father, that you love us, you care about us, Lord. Lord, as we come here this morning to worship you, Father, and hear from you, Lord, I pray that you can speak to each one, Lord, and I pray you give me the words to say. And <clears throat> Lord, I desire that you would be the one, your presence would be here, Lord, and just pray, guide the remaining of the service, and just commit this day to you, in Jesus' name, amen. So, for this morning, um, here recently I was, in my personal devotions, I read across, um, in Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount there, and the phrase that, or the section there about being a salt and a light Well, it talks about being a salt and then letting your light shine. Um, that stood out to me, and I guess that's I guess what I want to talk about here this morning a little bit. So, um, for starters, let's read um, in Matthew chapter 5. I want to start in verse 1 and read down through verse 20. So, Matthew 5. And seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye that mourn, for blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law and the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass one jot or one tittle shall no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. 
Uh, I think I'll stop reading there. So, this morning, I want to basically focus on verses 13 through 16. And in verse 13, it says, There ye are the salt of the earth, but the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall be salted. Stands forth good for nothing, be cast out and trodden under the foot of man. So, um, I'd like to look at salt here first. Like, how should we be the salt of the earth? Um, I know there's probably uh, different ways to look at this. But I was just thinking about salt and, like, what it can do and what it is good for for us and then how that may some ways that may apply to us being the salt of the earth so the first point I had here was the first one salt is a cleanser and promotes healing so if you have a injured or sore hand or foot or something you could Maybe soak that in some salt and water, and it'd help it to heal. <clears throat> and I think salt could also be used for, like, maybe the abrasiveness of it for cleaning. And the Christian influence in the world, our, our influence, our lives, what people see in us, I believe should produce some uh, should produce a cleansing and a healing in the world around us. And a verse for I have on that is Isaiah one sixteen. It says, "Wash, you make you clean. Put away the evil from your doing." The evil of your doings from before mine eyes cease to do evil. I guess just the part there about wash you, make you clean. I mean, <clears throat> salt promotes healing and cleansing. And I think that we as Christians, our influence to the world and to the ones around us should do that. Second one I have here is salt is a preservative. It will, salt will prevent meat or fish or even other foods from spoiling or going bad. It can be used to preserve. And I think for us Christians, I think the Christian influence, whatever, it can help preserve things which are good and keep out the rotten keep out the rotten influences. It can like guard us and help us to keep out rotten the rotten influence. So salt is a preserver. And in Romans chapter twelve and verse two it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So, yeah, salt has a lot of good things that it can do, and we are to be the salt of the world. It also says there that um, 
I mean, in order for us to be effective, we must not let our salt lose its savor, as it says there in verse 13. If your salt has lost its savor, I'm not sure what all that looks like, but it's not effective anymore. Okay, the third point I have on salt, or the fact, or whatever, salt is an enhancer. It enhances the flavor of food. Um, The temperature of freezing and boiling water is enhanced, or whatever you want to say, by salt, changed. The Christian's influence influences the world and brings joy to life. In other words, um, the Christians influence the, the, the light or whatever that radiates from the Christians should bring a good influence or a flavor to the ones around us. Should bring joy. I mean, they should be able to see joy and bring joy to the world. Like when Christ came, he brought joy to the world. And Psalm 1611 says, Thou wilt show me the path of life, and in thy presence is fullness of joy, and at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. So I think we somehow. We can enhance, salt can enhance, and we should make a difference. Fourth one I had on salt here was salt creates thirst. And I thought this was a little different point, I mean a little different side of it. I mean we don't probably necessarily like to be thirsty after we had something too salty but when we eat something salty it makes us thirsty and I believe the Christian influence should make the world around us thirsty to know more about God we should when they see us it should make them want it, make them thirsty for it and in Matthew there, I think we read that in verse chapter 5, verse 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So, the Bible talks about being thirsty. So, if we're the salt that can create thirst, make people thirsty for God. Point number five for salt. Salt melts ice and provides traction. In the Christian life, the Bible can give us traction or whatever. It's like something we can hang on to. It talks different places about not letting your foot slip and different things in the Bible. Seems like so many people in this world... They're on a slippery slope headed for hell. May our lives, by the way we live as Christians, may some find traction 
and the right way. They may find the right way. <clears throat> that we can help some off that slippery slope that they're on. So salt provides traction. Like In Psalms <clears throat> 121.3 says, He will not suffer thy foot to move. He will keep thee. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. So, there's, I was looking, there's a lot of different places where the Bible talks about not letting your foot slip or, and I guess that could be kind of like this traction, ice. Salt melts ice and provides traction. So maybe we can, in our lives, our influence, what people see, things we say, may that provide traction, if you want to say it that way, to help someone off that slippery slope that they're on. Then my last point on salt, number six, the sixth one I have, salt works quietly. Just like salt works without making a noise, you don't hear any noise, so should we not try to bring glory to ourselves by what we do, but rather that we bring glory to God. So, you know, if we are, like, helping somebody off that slippery slope or whatever, we should not allow that to make us feel like we're something and we take the glory to ourselves, but rather that we bring the glory to God. And in Psalms... Chapter 115 and verse 1 says, Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. So it's not unto us. It's not what we have done. So salt works quietly. So just a little recap on it. Salt is a cleanser, promotes healing, my first point. Salt is a preservative. Salt is an enhancer, hence its flavor. Salt creates thirst. Salt melts ice, provides traction, and salt works quietly. So, so some interesting things about salt and how it could apply maybe with our lives. And in order, I said this earlier, but in order for us to be effective, um, we must not let our salt lose its savor or lose its effectiveness. Like, so now I'm going to move on. In uh, Matthew there, talk about light, us being light. In Matthew in chapter 5, I'm going to read verse 14 through 16 again. It says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So here we are called to let our light shine, 
to be that shining light to the ones around us, to the world. So, um, just some things to look at about light here now. So what can we learn about light? First one I had is, this is very basic, but God created light. So in the beginning, God created light. It is his plan. God created light. And Genesis 1, 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. So... It is God's design, it's God's invention, light. Number two point I have. Light brightens and cheers. Without the Christian hope shining all around, the world would be a desolate and gloomy place indeed. And I just had to think about that a little bit. Like if there was no hope of God and no, none of that light indeed would be a very, very, um, <clears throat> desolate and gloomy place. <laughs> Hopeless. So, light brightens and cheers. So we, as Christians, should bring uh, hope, brightness, and cheer. I mean, we should bring bring that to the world, to the ones around us. And in Psalms 27, 1, says, The Lord is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So, it says, The Lord is my light. My light and my salvation. So, brings bright. Light brightens and cheers. The third one I have here on light. Light guides one in the dark. So it's one we're very accustomed with. We got lights on our vehicles so we can see in the dark. We use flashlights. We have lights in our houses. Light guides one in the dark. The world is in darkness. Everywhere there is ignorance and deceit spread by the devil. But the Christian's wisdom is a guiding light to the world that it may see the path to God. So by our light, by what they see, Christ in us, us living out, being Christians, the world may see the path to God. Light guides one in darkness. So we are called to be that light, to shine the city that is set on a hill, to help those to see I had to think of um, a lighthouse or whatever and how that guides the ships and the big 
out in the ocean and wherever to not hit rocks and to find the right bay where they want to go in and everything. And, and by our light, Christians, they can see that light and know they can, that's, the world may see the path to God through our, our light that we shine. I want to read John chapter 11. John 11, 9 and 10. Just breaking in here. Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If a man walk in the day, he stumbleth not. Because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. It's just bringing out that if you walk in the light or you walk in the day, you can see where you're going. Like, like the Christians, like we were in, should, should the light. That the world may see a path to God. I mean, they're in, in darkness, the world. And like in verse 10 there, but if a man walk in the night, he's stumbling because there's no light in him. So it's like the world is stumbling along, but we are that light that they can see where to go. <clears throat> Point number four I have. Light reveals danger and warns warns of it. There are many kinds of lights, beacons that warn us of hazards. Uh, just in the world. I was just thinking of like all the different lights that we have. Like you have a, a red light, a stop sign, stop light. You have lights on the train track. When you come up to a train track, train crossing and the train's there, there's lights. You have flashing lights that are warning lights. Um, lights in your car, check engine light, low fuel. Warning lights. <clears throat> And the Christians, I'm not quite sure how to word this, but the Christians' fear of God, when I think, when the, the world looks on and sees that the Christian believes and he fears God, and that there is, that they, that the Christian believes or we believe in the, that God is going to judge the world, I think that brings a a warning a warning light to them. I mean they're like they see that and it's like there is a judgment. They know that somehow they can't just pass it off that we the way the Christian believes that we are going to be judged by God. And you know, something I think in 
God created in humans that they they believe in something. They want to believe that you know there is a. And a lot of people say that they don't believe in God, but God has put something into man that you know they know that there is, or seeming to know that there is someone out there at a higher power that created them and. The Christian's fear of God is a warning light to the world which is going to be judged by God. To reprove the world of sin. And in John 16, 7 through 11... This is talking... about sending when the comforter or whatever. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he shall reprove the world of sin and of righteousness of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and they see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. And I, I guess what I wanted to pull out of there was somehow by the Christian example, and I know this is talking about the comfort, uh, the Holy Spirit or whatever, but by the Christian example that we can reprove the world, we can, it's like a warning light to them. Of judgment because the prince of the world is judged. They can see that judgment. So I found it um, very interesting looking at these um, different aspects of salt and light. And I guess in closing here, my desire for me, for myself, and for all of us that we could be the salt and the light that God wants us to be. And I guess the point that that stood out to me that we, that I could create a thirst in someone, that salt that we're talking about, a thirst in someone, and by our light, the light we're talking about, we could guide someone Guide them to the path to God. So, I guess may that just be an encouragement. We are a salt and a light in this world. I guess just to let our lights shine and to not let our salt lose its savor. May God bless each one.